Alright guys, welcome back to The Sexperts. I'm Joseph. And I'm Thomas. And we are going to be talking about relationships today. Um, which I'm sure everybody, at least most everybody, has had some experience with. Um, I think we should start off with, how does a relationship start? Uh, Thomas, what do you think? Well, that's a fantastic question. I think a lot of people nowadays have that same question. Like, how can they start a relationship? How can they find somebody? How can they, you know, not be lonely? And I think at first... First, you have to take a stride and put yourself out there a little bit. Um, it's not really going to happen if you don't do anything. So I think the basic first step is take some action, whether that's a little thing like creating a dating profile or actually going out, you know? It's true. So at least for me, the best relationships that happened for me was when I was friends with the with the girl first. Um, because we already kind of knew each other. We already knew we liked being around each other and it was kind of just, it just kind of morphed into a relationship. So, which is kind of interesting. So it was never really that like, do you want to be my girlfriend? It was just kind of like, it just kind of happened. And I'm like, Oh, I guess we're boyfriend, girlfriend now. I think that's pretty common with a lot of the younger generations, you know, nowadays is there, there's a lot less of an explicit declaration or process there. And I think a lot of it just kind of flows. I don't know that I would say naturally because sometimes it's a little bit awkward and, you know, there's just some weirdness that can take place. But I think a lot of the times it just starts off as a friendship. And then over time, you know, you start spending more time with each other. You start doing more things. And then at some point there's that kind of understanding of you're kind of a thing. Right. And I definitely like that kind of the best as well because then you also know that it's not about the physical attraction within the relationship. Cause I feel like a lot of times when it's like, let's go on a couple dates you just met and then boom, you're in a relationship. How, how much of it is it's because I know this person and I like their personality more than they're really hot. Yeah. Which uh, nowadays I feel like there's so much emphasis on hot or not type dating styles, you know, with all the dating apps, it's like, do you find them attractive or not? Yes, no. And you swipe and that's it. You know, you can see their profile, but most people, if we're being honest, the first thing that they grade, if you want to put it that way, a person on is their appearance. It's true. Yeah. Um, all, I mean, everything on dating, dating, um, apps, websites, everything like that. It's just, it, you just see the pictures and then swipe up or down or left or right, depending on what you're using. Um, for me, I actually, and not to gloat or anything, but I secured myself a date for this next week. Hey. Yeah, so, um, but the interesting thing is, is that this girl didn't have much of, like, a that standard hot girl profile. It was a lot more of, like, she had, like, a lot of really fun pictures of her on there. She was, like, making some silly faces. She had, like, one pretty good picture. I'm like, okay, yeah, she is pretty cute. And I think I'll, I definitely want to go on a date with her. Um, but that's not what ended up making me want to go on the date. So for you, it was more about that she's being authentic. Yeah, exactly. And like we ended up bonding over dogs and everything. I actually just asked, I was like, do you have any pets? She's like, yeah, I have two dogs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to see pictures. And then that's how I got her number because you can't send pictures over your dating app. 
So I got her number, and then she texted me some pictures, and I was like, ah, that's so adorable. And then I sent her pictures of my dogs as well. Super cute. And then kind of talked a little bit. I wasn't, I was kind of too afraid to ask about a date until like a couple days later. I just kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I was like, hey, you want to go mini golfing sometime? She responded actually very fast, which I was happy about. Um, and she just said, sure. And I was like, sweet. When are you free? And obviously that's always the hard part is actually scheduling. Um, but yeah, I hope that it'll actually happen, but it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's just interesting how, how different it is on dating apps than like out in the world. Cause it's all on their looks rather than their personality. But on this, this girl that I found specifically, it's kind of more of the personality that I'm relying on. Cause so far I can tell that she has a really fun personality. Yeah. And you haven't had uh, as much of an, I, f- I feel like a lot of dating apps, you can kind of put out your best visual self, your, the best portrayal of yourself. You can kind of get away with either some photo editing filters, things like that. And so the kind of nice thing about some dating apps is that it does force you into relying a lot on conversation after the initial, you know, match you have to, if you don't strike up good conversation, then it's not going to go anywhere either. So there is that positive element to it, but it's definitely a big shift since, you know, for previous decades, previous centuries, even of what the dating experience looks like. Um, I remember my grandparents telling me about their dating story and since there there was no internet back then, it was uh, purely based on like high school or um, you know youth activities, things like that, where there was social interaction. You had to ask them face to face. You could call over the phone, but a lot of the times it was just, "Hey, I think you're cute. Like, would you go to the dance with me?" Type situation. Right, and back then too, if you called, you had the risk of their parents listening in or answering first. So then you have to get past that barrier. And we don't want that. Yeah, the landline antics that that went on. Um, even for my parents, my parents were almost the same way, except it was a little bit more by word of mouth. You know, one one sibling, uh, I think my mom's sister connected her to my dad because they were like a mutual friend in college or something like that. And so nowadays it's literally just, oh, how'd you meet? Oh, we met on Tinder. Oh, we met on what are even the other, like, is Bumble one? Hinge, yeah, Hinge. Bumble. You know, so it's nowadays, it, people, but there seems to be almost like a shame feeling of, like, matching. Like, you don't want to tell people necessarily that you matched on social media yeah. or, or dating apps almost. It's, like, almost like a taboo for some reason, even though it's literally the number one way nowadays. I, I don't get that. Yeah, it is kind of weird, yeah. I mean, my brother met her. Uh, his wife on a dating app but they don't uh, they don't really go around saying oh yeah we met on a dating app we're just like yeah we met at BYU because that's where they were both going at the, at the time so they just kind of like let's just say that um, even though they met on a dating even app even though they met on the dating app hmm. yeah so and I think it's fine but it's just kind of like it's interesting how it's like online dating is still looked, looked down on um Definitely not as much as it was when it first started because, man, I don't know if you remember. I remember when online dating first started and it was just like, this is like taboo. That's that's weird. Don't do that. Like you're kind of a creep if you use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're 
you're a pedophile or something like that, you know, even though, well, that's, it happens, but (laughs) most of the time it's everybody on those apps are 18 and, and up. I think something that is fascinating is the concept of, well, how, how it differs in the experience based on your gender. So, uh, specifically for men, how the online dating experience is for them versus how the online dating experience is for women. Now, this episode, we're mostly going to focus on the experiences of men. And next time, we'll focus a little bit more on the experience of the women. Hopefully, that's for sure. Um, but I think it's safe to say that right now for guys on dating apps, it's basically like you can swipe on as many girls as you want and then they're the ones that go through their matches and, or, and, and choose, you know, who they want. Whereas guys, guys are lucky to get, you know, I mean, it depends on the guy, right? If you're a total Chad, then you're going to get a lot of swipes. Yeah, you're going to have the girl experience. But even if you're like a normal dude, then you won't get a lot. Like I was on a dating app and I would say I'm like a 6 out of 10 maybe seven on like a really good day. I say nine out of 10, but. (laughs) And I think I got some total over, I I used it for, I want to say about three and a half months, give or take. And some total, I think I got seven matches. And like half of them you'd match, you'd text, and then they would never respond. Yeah, that's definitely most of my experiences as well. Um, in fact, this girl that I'm hopefully going on a date with next week, the only reason why I even messaged her in the first place, because most of the time I just know that I'm not going to get a response, so I just don't even bother. Um, but the only reason why I messaged is because she actually left a comment on my profile, on my bio, just pretty much kind of like, oh, haha, like I'm the same way. Um, and everything, and I was like, hey, that sounds like we would get along then, and she's like, yeah, you know, and we kind of start, that's kind of how the start, uh, conversation started, and then, you know, again, hopefully it'll, it'll, uh, well, at least go on one or two dates, but, but it's just, yeah, it's just interesting how it's very rare that I get a response from a girl when I message on dating apps, because, I mean, most girls are just getting constant messages, not even just matches, just messages as well yep. on these dating apps. Yeah, so they're filtering not just the matches, but the undesirable messages as well. And I, I think it, there, there's a video on YouTube of this, um, I, don't, I don't know if they're a couple, but they're this, this guy and this girl, and they make two profiles on dating apps. And then they each they're pretty similar. And then they each go at it, you know, except one of them is a little bit more, I I guess you could say like aesthetically pleasing, but the other guy's like pretty average, but the description is pretty much exactly the same. And then the girl is like, I mean, I don't really think that's going to change that much. Like it should still be, she's like, in my experience, like I got tons of matches, like regardless of how my profile was. And so they, they do it. And she was using the less, aesthetically pleasing profile, but still decent looking guy. And she got almost zero matches compared to the other profile. They actually got a decent amount, but still like tons of not responding. It's like, it, it kind of opened her mind to the side where guys kind of get the short end of the stick in a lot of cases. And, and like I said, if you're a super 
Chad, if you're a really good looking dude, you're probably going to have a decent experience on dating apps. But if you're below a eight, I mean, it's kind of a rough world out there. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of begs the question too, of like, should the man always be the one that asks the person on the date that for me, that definitely seems like it is the case, but I guess the question is, should it be the case? Well, I think that depends on the area you live in and the kind of person it is. I think even even though there's a lot of talk about gender equality, I think some elements of traditionalism are still present in society, right? So I think most of the time, people still expect the man to ask the, at least the first date. Um, I, 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 I'm the exception. I think, uh, well, not the only exception, but one of them. My wife actually asked me out first. And actually more than once. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. It, so that was really nice. I mean, to experience that, it was like, whoa. I, it, it, was, it wasn't just, oh, like they want to go on a date. It's like, I'm desired. Wow. You know, that was a good feeling. But a lot of guys are, you know, they feel that pressure to, you know, initiate. And it's been that way for a long time. I feel like it's going to keep being that way for a while. And I think, I think for a lot of people, there's, you know, there's nothing really wrong with it. I think for a lot of guys, it kind of helps them open up their socialness a little bit build a little little bit of confidence as well yeah exactly but i think there are some instances where it is beneficial for it just to not be on the guy the guy you know no it's true like it it's guys oftentimes actually lose a lot of confidence when they build up the confidence to even ask in the first place because if they ask and then they get denied it's it really hurts what hurts more is when it's a constant thing and for a lot of guys, that's actually what happens is that they, they ask, they get denied. They're like, ah, oh, whatever, it's fine. They shake it off. And then they ask again, get denied. Oh, okay, well, maybe next one. And then it just happens again and again. And eventually they just lose all confidence in even wanting to ask a girl on a date, even when they find that girl really attractive, whether it's by their looks or their personality. Now, here's the real question. On a first date, should the guy always be paying or can you split the bill? That's a great question. Um, if this is my kind of hot take on this, but it's also the, the gender equality take on it. I think unless you want to be in a, a relatively traditional relationship, probably split the bill. I think that's a, sh- a sign of good faith that you're both willing to put effort in and it, I think that could be a good, you know, foundation for a potential relationship if that's what you want. If you're not looking for a relationship, then, you know, it, I think that matters a little bit less. But if you are, if you're hoping that, if you're dating to try to find someone, then I think you should split because it shows that you're both willing to put effort in. You know, because I think part of the reason is that I think a lot of guys, um, they might look at it as like, why would I, you know, pay for the entire date if I don't know if there's going to be another one or if it's going to go anywhere and to be to to be fair to women they're like well i don't want to pay because what you know i don't know this that either i don't know if it's going to go anywhere but i think that's why you should split that's my personal opinion because then it kind of evens out the playing field a little bit right and i know some of the argument there is at least for the the women is that well well he asked me on the date well therefore he should pay um and i do understand there's that you know understanding there um, I mean, personally, I am a pretty traditional guy just because of 
how I was raised. My parents are very traditional and everything. So I always end up paying anyways. Um, even if they offered, I actually did go on a date and they're like, Oh, I'll pay for mine. And I'm like, no, it's fine. They're like, no, I'll pay for mine. And then I just pulled the old, as soon as the bill, the check came, I'm like, okay, here's my card. Thanks. Yeah. And then they went. Um, so I, again, I always tend to pay for it. Um, but honestly, I think splitting the bill is totally fine. Um, and I, I would personally love it to see that more often of the, of the girl actually saying, Oh, I can pay for this and everything too. Even though most of the time I'm probably going to say no, but it's always nice to hear. It's a good gesture. And and like you, I, you know, my wife and I were pretty traditional in our dating ways. And so even though she had, sometimes she had more money than me because I was paying for my own tuition and she wasn't, I still ended up paying for like 95% of the things that we did. Um, so I think if, if you're, if you're okay with a more traditional based relationship, like in, in my marriage, I do plan on trying to be as much of a sole provider as possible. You know, and my wife still does want to work, but we both, she doesn't want to be full time at the same time as trying to, you know, have kids. She does want to dedicate more time to the kids. So for us, it made a lot of sense for me to pay, you know, it was more that traditional way, but not everybody wants to do it that way. And I think that's when they may want to look at, you know, splitting the bill. But, it can, you know, your mileage may vary. Every situation is personal. So figure out what works for you and what works for your man or your woman. And there you go. And did you actually know that in Japan, they always split the bill on every date? Well, at least the first one. Uh, when they're not married, I actually saw a video about this. They, uh, so asterisk there. I didn't personally confirm it. Uh, but it's kind of that same reasoning of they're, I think they're a lot more serious with their dating. Correct me if I'm wrong, but usually the dating is to go toward marriage. It's not very casual a lot of the time. And so they split the bill, especially on the first date as a, as that sign of respect and willingness to put effort in on both sides. But then at, typically after that, if it, if it's going in the right direction, then, you know, they, there, there's a little bit more of a traditional shift. Right. And Japan is definitely very traditional. Um, I love Japan. Honestly, their culture is just so cool. If we have any Japanese listeners out there, send us an email. That would be super dope. Um, and correct us if we're wrong on that. And please do. Because <laughs> uh, we definitely we uh, don't actually have a source there. That's just something that we uh, learned on the internet. And you know what they say. Albert Einstein said you can always believe everything on the internet. Or was that Abraham Lincoln? I can't remember. One of those two. All right, so I know you guys have all probably been wondering. If you haven't, then I'm sorry. But if you have, I have definitely had a lot of interesting relationships. Um, and I kind of want to I want to tell you guys a little bit about them. Um, so my very first one, it's kind of like a cute story, but then it ends really badly. So Oof. <laughs> it's uh yeah, anyways. So back in middle school, um in seventh grade, there was this girl where we were in the both the same homeroom class and everything. And I don't know if they do homeroom everywhere, but pretty much homeroom is kind of like where you can have a same set of students. It's a very small group. You kind of just can touch base, have fun, do some homework and everything. In my homeroom class, there was this one girl that I started getting along with pretty well and everything. And I was like, hey, she's, she's fun and everything. Um, go on to eighth grade. I decide to take a dance class. Ooh. Um, 
And funny story, the reason why I took the dance class is because if I did the competition dance, that would take place of P.E. And I hated P.E. So I took dance instead because that was able to replace that P.E. credit. And so what I did was competitive Latin dance. And I hate to say it, but the reason why I was in Latin was because I was short. I did not hit my growth spurt until like maybe 10th grade. Oof. Um, but in, yeah, so this the girl ended up actually taking dance as well. Believe it or not, she made it in the ballroom dance because she was a lot taller than me and I was in the Latin dance class. Um, so in reality, it just kind of ended up being like, we're both dancing. We still both have the same homeroom and everything. And we started chatting a lot and hanging out all the time during lunch. We ended up having the same math class. Like, she was just super fun to be around, loved it, um, and it wasn't until a lot later that I realized, like, oh, I kind of have a crush on her, I guess, you know, I mean, she's a girl that I love hanging out with, you know, she's super cool. Um, now, and I don't know if everybody knows this that's listening, but in Mormon culture, um, you are not supposed to date until you hit the age of 16. Um, and so as, as a Mormon and this girl also being Mormon, we kind of just like put those feelings aside because we're like, well, we're not allowed to date, you know, we're not old enough, um, and everything. So we kind of went through all of eighth grade with all of our friends around us being like, yo, you, you do need to just get a room. And we're just like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know that she liked me. She, she didn't know I liked her. Like, it was just completely oblivious the whole time. And then we get into high school, which is ninth grade. Um, my school did the ninth grade is high school versus the the um, versus the three and then three. Um, and I noticed we didn't have any classes together. And instead of doing dance, for me, I ended up actually doing marching band. And then she wasn't a band person, so she kept doing dance. And I was like, ah, I really want to hang out with her still. And funny story, I found out that she was taking this accelerated math class. And pretty much what it is is that it is two periods of the day. Like, so instead of it being like you take that class like every other day, it was literally every day. And Oof. we, so we took two math courses, so math one and math two, in one year. So I got two credits of math in one year and I only took that class because that girl was in it. I actually talked to my counselor and I'm like, can I take this class? Yeah. I just, I love math, you know? And that's what I told myself. And that's what I told the counselor. And um, they were like, yeah, sure. So we ended up being in the same class. And then I was able to see her every day until there was a big mis miscommunication. Ooh. What ended up happening is that there were some guys in that same class that I would talk to and, you know, talking about video games, you know, guy stuff. And it turns out she got frustrated by that, that I was talking about those things instead of talking to her. It was kind of confusing, um, kind of like in the midst of that. Um, I found out that she liked me, and then she found out that I liked her. And then for some reason, and it's really hard to say why, we just kind of like parted ways. And like started hating each other. And I still don't know why. It was just some sort of miscommunication that happened. And we ended up going through the entire rest of the year. Just like 
despising each other and for like no reason. So you signed on for an advanced math class just to be in it for no reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, it, it ended up helping. Um, you know, it made it so I could not take any math in my senior year of high school whatsoever, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, so I went through the entire rest of the year just not wanting to even look at her. Just like, ugh, I don't like her. Everything. Um, funny story in that class, somehow we ended up getting partnered together to do a, an assignment Oof! and we just did not look at each other. We did not speak to each other. We just did the assignments on our by ourselves and our teacher comes over and she's like, look, I don't know what happened between you two, but you need to work on this. And then we are like super grudgingly just like, what do you get for, Number one, you know, everything. <laughs> it was so awful. Went through all of 10th grade, pretty much never, never talking to her. I never saw her. We didn't have any classes. She was still doing dance. I was doing, still doing band. Kind of whatever. Now, my junior year of high school, so 11th grade, she joins band. She ends up doing marching band as well. Didn't you say she didn't care for band? She didn't before, but... I guess the reasoning that I found out was that she was like, oh, all my friends are doing bands, so I felt like I had to do as well. Ah. Um, so kind of throughout that, the whole marching band summer and then most of the fall, we kind of didn't really talk to each other, but we weren't like, we didn't really have any grudges towards each other. We are like, oh, it was a while ago, whatever. And then, and I always kind of hate the fact that I still did this, <laughs> but we went on band tour to um we went to St. George um in Utah. We there's a bunch of really big marching band competitions there. And then her brother was also in marching band. Um and then like I can't remember exactly what happens, but like he told me like, oh yeah, my parents like really hate you and everything. And I'm like, oh dang that feels really bad. I ended up actually talking to this girl again being like Hey, is that like actually the case? She's like, what? No, like they never actually hated you or anything. Like they just didn't really like what happened. And then she, had, we ended up talking a lot during tour, which kind of, I guess made us kind of be like, Oh wow. I remember why we like to hang out, which was great. You know, totally fine. Until on the ba- the bus ride home, as soon as I, as soon as we get back on the bus, like, you know, cause we stop and bathroom break, whatever. She gives me, and we were on separate buses, she gives me a little handwritten letter and everything. I'm like, oh, interesting. And I read it, and it's pretty much just her saying, like, I've really missed you. Like, I wish we were still together, and I and I love you, pretty much. It's whoa. like pretty much what she said. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of insane. But, like, me being like, I've never been in a real relationship before, I'm 16 now, like, I definitely can, was like, let's do it, you know, I was like, yeah, I like you too, and everything, and I convinced myself for, I think it was two months, that I, I thought I liked her, and then in, in another math class, uh, math is, man, math has been really part, a big part of my life, I guess, it inspires Um, romance, it inspires my, the, the big moments, um, I was in a math class, and, uh, the guy that I was with, because I took the accelerated math class, a lot of my uh, math classes I was with people who were older than me and everything. And this guy, he was just like, he, he like asked me, he was like, so do you have a girlfriend? And I'm like, uh, 
I don't know. Kind of, sort of. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I just don't really know if I actually like like her. And then the, the best words I've ever heard, and I still quote them to this day, what is pretty much just, if you don't know that you like somebody, you don't. Because, and I definitely realized that later when I ended up being with somebody that I definitely knew I liked, is because you just know like there there is no like convincing yourself it's you end up really liking that person um but i was trying to convince myself this whole time now what i did next was what i feel bad about which is i started ignoring her ooh instead why is that of talking to her i was scared i was like uh, i don't want to have that conversation i don't know if i want this to end i was still trying to convince myself a little bit that i liked her so to try to keep the 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 relationship going because I liked the physical touch. I liked holding hands. I like cuddling. Like that's one of my love languages is physical touch. And so, yeah, I just kind of started ignoring her and I would be like talking with my friend and then she'd come up and grab my hand and was like, Hey, and I'm like, hi. And then just literally like hold her hand while I'm still talking to my friend is like, not even like acknowledge her. And again, like I still feel so bad to this day. Um, eventually, what ended up happening is that we had this like meeting for marching band about like, Hey, we need to make like a promo for the new year of the kids so we can get more people to join and everything. And, you know, so we were going over ideas and she was giving ideas that were like more of the silly side. She was like, Oh, we should like do the SpongeBob thing. And I just during that whole thing, I'm like, no, like we want this to be more serious. You know, we can have a little bit of fun aspects in there, but we, you know, this is marching band. We need to make sure that this is, they're not just coming here to be silly, just be silly the entire time. Cause marching band is a pretty serious thing. Yeah. Um, so I kept kind of just shutting down her ideas, not realizing that it was really hurting her when I did that. And so all of a sudden she's like, I noticed that she's really mad at me. Um, I like go up to her friend who was also my friend. And I'm like, Hey, is, is that girl mad at me? Um, and I keep saying that girl cause I don't want to say her name. Um, and she was like, yeah, no, duh. And I was like, well, why? And I like had no idea. And she told me it was because of, of me shutting down her ideas. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, being just like irritated at this point because I didn't want to be with her. We ended up having conversation and then kind of parted ways. Like I thought it was pretty, you know, amicable. Yeah. You know, like we, we agreed and we're like, okay, yeah, let's be done. And ever since then, she has just hated my guts. And, like, I don't blame her, but I also I just feel bad that she still hates me to this day. Because um, I actually saw her um, at that same friend's, the, the, the friend of, like, I'm friends with her, and then she's friends with the, girl, the girlfriend at the time. Um, I went to her wedding, and she was there. And this is, like, three years later kind of thing. And she was glaring me down the entire wedding. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but I'm like, I didn't want to like go and talk to her. Cause that was, that just, I feel like that would just reopen a wound. I don't know. Bad vibes, but bad vibes. Yeah. So, so did you, were you the one that broke up with her? Did she break up with you or was it just a mutual? It was just dissolution? a mutual, it was a mutual agreement. Like I, I definitely think I, I was the one that kind of started it being like, this isn't working, but like, she very much agreed kind of thing instead of it maybe just like we're done 
you know. But maybe she kind of interpreted that as you kind of breaking up with her. I can only assume. Now, one other question I had was what I think a lot of people are would probably be interested in this too. What led you to stop liking her? I think it was your sophomore like the year that you grew apart in the math class. Like what led you to stop liking her? And how did you know that that was kind of gone? Like in my junior year while I was dating her? No. Well, that, but also before you guys started dating, you know, when you were in that advanced math class, there was that miscommunication or whatever happened. Like what led you to kind of stop liking her? It was more just like we didn't have enough interests with each other. Like I, especially back in high school, I was really into video games. Like I played Zelda. I played League of Legends. And by the way, don't ever play that game. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a toxic community. Very toxic. Um, I was doing that. I was in band, especially my freshman year, and she wasn't. She was doing dance. And we just, we didn't really have much to talk about anymore. So you know? it, was, it was a gradual kind of growing distant type situation? Yeah, exactly. And then it was just some sort of miscommunication that, again, I just can't remember exactly what happened that just ended up making us just like hate each other back in you know freshman year which is when that happened and then and then yeah the the re-sparked in junior year where she ended up really really liking me and then me just convincing myself that I liked her and everything um so yeah it was just really interesting I don't know um young love Young love, <laughs> high, high school, high school dating. <laughs> I, I feel like there's already a lot of communication problems in relationships, and just being a high schooler just, it just magnifies so that times ten. You well, because you also have to deal with your parents approving or not approving, or saying you better be home at this time, or you just have, you have to deal with all that on top of it. And then there's a lot of relationships that are all that are you know, as, as a teenager, there's probably a lot of relationships that are already strained or that you're putting a lot of time into. Like a lot of teenagers have strained relationships with their parents, so that's giving them stress. A lot of teens are trying to form new relationships and friendships in high school, and that you know, so they're putting a lot of time in that. They're discovering hobbies and have extracurriculars. It's like the perfect storm to just have such imperfect relationships. That's why people always say, like, you know, when you see two high schoolers, they're like, oh, like we're in love. You just kind of, it's it's a little bit hard to take it. Like we've all been there, you know. We all had high school crushes. We all. Probably had oh, like yeah. dates and things like, well, maybe, you know, I'd actually never went on a date in high school, but that's a different story. Oh, sad. Um, <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it's just, it's kind of hard to take their, the the level of serious, seriousness that they think they have on the same level that, you know, yeah. they do. It's Well, and, well, like on that note, like the girlfriend that I got after that girlfriend, so my senior year of high school. We we ended up dating like even after high school for we ended up dating for two and a half years, Ooh. everything and we were convinced like both of us it wasn't like a one sided thing we were like we are going to get married, and that obviously didn't happen, <laughs> um but yeah like we were so convinced that that's what was going to happen, um and then that ended on a very terrible note. <laughs> um, she broke up with me over text. I think I said that in one of the other po- uh, podcast episodes, but yeah, that was just, and, and don't get me wrong. High school sweethearts happen. It's not like this is never going to happen. If you're, if you're in a relationship with a girl or, or a guy, you know, in high school and you're like madly in love and you think you're going to get married down the road. 
I, don't get me wrong, it happens, but don't count on it. Like yeah. I do. It all it does is lead to even more heartache after it ends up not happening. Yeah, like it's okay to try, but like like the common f- saying says, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That doesn't mean you should have like backup boys or girls, but just I don't know. Uh, high school is high school is high school. Kids are kids are kids. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love it. One one thing that's that I will never remember fondly is my first relationship. Like so, like I mentioned, I never went on a date in high school. I had a crush, you know, a few crushes, you know, throughout right. my schooling experience. As everybody does. In in my junior year specifically, there was this girl. Um, I also won't say her name, but she, I don't know, like just something about her, like she was kind of opposite for me because I was very introverted. She was a lot more extroverted. I was kind of a class gesture, jester and she just kind of wanted to be a good student, you know? So we were kind of opposites in that way. But for some reason I just, I was just drawn to her and my, and we took a Japanese class together. And at first I took the Japanese class because, you know, I knew the teacher, he's my neighbor and we watched movies and Japanese is a cool language. You know, it, there, there, that, that, that was the motivation. But then my Japanese teacher found out that I liked her. And so for every, he would mix up the seating chart every month or two. And he always had me next to her. That's every time. And then in senior year, I was like, Oh, are you taking Japanese too? And she says, Oh yeah, I am. Are you? And I was like, Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know it. I couldn't, how could I not? (laughs) Right. And so we took Japanese too. And same thing, that Japanese teacher, shout out to you, Mr. Park. Love you. He sat me next to her. Every class, like that's awesome. <laughs> just you know, well, especially because most teachers like try to separate people like that when they're like, "Oh, they know that you like that person." They like, yeah, to they, separate they think you. you're gonna cause trouble or yeah. something. But I don't know. I think I worked actually better in the class because of it. But uh, long story short, Mr. Park knew I was kind of a wimp when it came to dating, and he's like, "Do you have a date for prom?" Because I'd never gone to a school dance, and I was like, "No," and he's like, "Well." Are you thinking of asking, insert girl's name here? And I was like, N- I, I mean, I didn't really plan on going. And he's like, all right, if you don't ask her to prom, I am going to tell the school that the reason is because you're gay. And <laughs> and that's not like, you know, that much of an insult. It's like, okay, you know, nowadays it's kind of like, all right. But it, for high school me, it was kind of like, oh, frick. Like, is that going to affect my, the perception that other people have of me? Like, like yeah. he knows my parents, like what? Cause I didn't realize he was just joking. You know, he's just wanted to put a little pressure on me to so like, go and do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, come on, you got to ask her. Yeah. He wasn't being like malicious, you know, he's just like, oh, you know, if, if, well, if you're not dating a girl, if you don't go on a date with a girl, then you're probably looking for a date with a date with guys. Right. So, <laughs> and, and so I actually formulated this plan to ask her. And then one, her best friend, well, I don't know if it was her best friend, but her friend came over to me uh, the, day, the day before and she was like, you can't do it. You can't do it. She's already been asked. Oh, no. <laughs> and so that, you know, it, it was kind of like a bittersweet moment for me. It was like, gosh, dang it. But then it was also like, yes, like I don't have to, <laughs> you know, I was kind of a, like I said, a weakling when it came to dating stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't have to go to school dance, you know? Yeah. So, cause I did, I was just, I'm introverted. I'm not really into that stuff. Um, it was, but so that wasn't my first relationship after high school. That was like the first, uh, is let's see two, a year or two after high school, I actually built up the courage to ask out this girl. Um, my cousin 
who was living with us at the time, he was invited by his then girlfriend to a game night. That's pretty a pretty popular thing, I feel like, especially in Utah, because right. you know we don't do drugs or drink or whatever. So less uh, a lot of people think it's less fun, but so board games are a big thing here. And he was invited to this game night, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Thomas, you should come with me." And I was like, "Heck no, <laughs> socialization, absolutely not." And he's like, "Okay." He he tried a couple more times, and I was just like, "Nah, nope, not doing it." Have you ever felt that way? You know, like hey, oh, come to this all thing. The time. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, right before he was leaving to go get in his car and head out, I was something something in my brain was just like, "You should just go." So he's literally turning the doorknob, and I'm like, "Yo, wait up, bro, I'll come with you." And to this day, I think that was kind of a mistake. I mean, kind of not, but it, ugh. because at the game night, there was this girl who all just, her name starts with a K, so I'll just refer to her as K. And uh, we kind of got forced to sit next to each other. Later, I found out my cousin did that on purpose, but we kind of sat next to each other, started talking. You know, we were eating pizza together and playing the board games like next to each other. And then after the whole ordeal was up, you know, we were kind of, everybody's, my cousin was with his girlfriend, one of the other, the host dude kind of was with the girl that he liked. And so this girl, Kay, and I were sitting on the couch just talking. And that's when we were like, I was like, hey, can I have your number? Like, we should, you know, do something sometime. We should hang out sometime. And we ended up going on a few dates. And then a couple weeks later, like, we kissed, which in Utah, you know, it's like the first kiss is a really big deal. Yeah, it's such a big deal. <laughs> um, especially because that was the first kiss of my entire life. You know, so that was a bigger deal for nice. me. And then, you know, right then we just kind of became, that was it. Like we became a unit, you know, I guess I think, I think I, I'm pretty sure I asked her to be my girlfriend, you know, made it like official, official that way. Um, but that, the, the, the problem with that relationship was I dated her mostly because I liked that she liked me. She, she didn't play any like games when it came to showing that she was interested in me. And I, I just thought that felt good, you know? So I, I, that relationship ended with her going on an LDS mission, but she wanted to stay in a relationship. And I just, I don't know when she, when she left, I didn't want to stay in a relationship when she was on her mission because I was going to go on an LDS mission soon. So I didn't want to be in a relationship. I felt like that just wasn't going to help me. But she really tried to convince me to stay in a relationship with her. Because, you know, when you find somebody, a- after a month or two of dating, we were, we were like, huh, like this could go somewhere. That's just, you know, that's how it goes in Utah. If right. you date someone seriously, it's like, oh, that could go somewhere. But in the end, she was gone, and I just didn't feel good about staying in a relationship. So long story short, one day I emailed her, like, hey, you know, I still do, like, I have feelings for you, but you're, like... I think you should probably focus on finding the right person for you. You know, like I'll appreciate our time. I'll always look back at the things that I've learned from this relationship, but it's not it for me. And she emailed me like, no, like, I know you still love me. Like, I know, like we, like we can make this work. It was really kind of cringy that way, you know? Yeah. But to, to, to be fair to her, when you're on an LDS mission and, and somebody breaks up with you, if you're in a relationship with them, that's pretty devastating, you know? Because there's not much you can do about it. You have to keep going. Yeah, and and it affected her pretty deeply. In fact, a couple months later, she went home from her LDS mission early. Apparently, it rocked her pretty bad because she was all, also having... Um, she she was in uh, the UK. Oh. And so she was already suffering from a little bit of depression from 
the the atmosphere that's over there. Mm-hmm. She much yeah, prefers, the constantly raining. And yeah, it just it got her down. So that you know, and and to this day, like it, we don't we don't talk to each other. I've never reached out. She, but right right after she came home from her mission, she actually texted my mom and was like, "Hey, I want to see Thomas and give him some stuff that I got on my mission." And my mom was like my savior and was like, "Nah, girl, you're not coming over here. No way." Yeah. Um, that you just need to keep your stuff, move on. Not every relationship ends well. Um, but Joseph, do you know how I got married? I do think I recall, but explain it one more time. So, like I said, not every relationship ends well, but some end super well. Um, I don't want to talk too much, but long story short, I, I, we can talk about this a little bit more next episode, but, uh, I got chased. Wow. Like I mentioned earlier. Right. So there, there was mutual, you know, there was mutual attraction. In fact, before she asked me on a date, I just decided that I would be okay with being her friend because I was like, there's no way a girl of her caliber is going to be interested in a six out of 10 like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I tried to, I tried to give myself some credit. You know, I'm not a, like a four or five out of 10. You know, I'm really, I think I'm at least a six, six and a half, seven on a good day. But she's, like not i don't know i'm going to rate her out of 10 but she's easily the as the as the saying goes out of my league right um and i am very lucky because that is not the norm it is not the norm to have a girl come after you like that like she came after me she asked me on multiple dates she um was the first to insinuate that she wanted to you know do more than just some casual dates I mean, she like was very clear to me, like, not only am I interested in you. I mean, the first like couple months where it was the ambiguous friendship, like, oh, is it going to go anywhere? That wasn't very clear. But then when she started being very forward, asking me on dates, you know, and in fact, the, the, the crucial moment was when we were watching a movie together and we weren't in an official relationship yet. And she was like, can I lay my head on your shoulder? What do you think I said to that? I'm sure you said yes. Yeah, I was like, duh, absolutely. <laughs> Didn't even have to ask. <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. Because I'm not smooth. Like I said, I, I'm i not yeah, I'm not dating savvy. So I was just kind of sitting there like, uh, uh, like I want to hold her hand. Like, uh, like <laughs> what, what do I do? What do I do? Exactly, you know, just kind of running through a million things in my brain. And then she's like, hey, can I lay my head on your shoulder? And from there, done. Let's I go. was done. I got, I was slain. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, she really got you. That's she for sure. did. She did. And and the nice thing was is I knew that I liked her a lot, like a lot, a lot. Right. And I, but I had just resigned to being a friend because I was like, ah, oh, there's no way she's interested in me. So it wasn't that the same situation as before, where it was, I like that she likes me because clearly she likes me. Yeah, you like friends. You're friend zoned yourself. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, as a safety measure. Right. But I knew I liked her. She liked me, and. And we built a good foundation. That was the most important thing is we didn't just do become a thing for the physical aspects. We became, we were friends first, kind of like we, how you mentioned, we're friends first, yep. built the, the, the slow progress, you know, built a really strong foundation for a relationship. And then it's, it was just blessed from there. That's awesome. I hope someday that'll happen to me. But you never know. Oh, it will. I mean, a, an eleven out of ten like you, you're you're Stop. gonna get chased. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, you already have a date, right? True. 
It's not like fully scheduled yet, but we have a tentative plan. Okay. Well, you better make that tentative plan solid. That's my plan. <laughs> I'll let you guys know next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully that gave you some hope that there is success out in the dating world. It's not all bad. It's true. You'll find your someone just like I will find my someone. And that is the most confident I've ever said, t- said that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like we said earlier, this was mostly about, you know, the perspective of guys in dating. Next time, we will be inviting on a girl to help us uh, expand our horizons on the topic of dating. So that will be, I think, fantastic. I agree. And uh, don't forget, guys, um, if you do have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email us at thesexpertspod at gmail.com. We always love hearing your ideas, questions, so if you have any, please send them in, and we will answer them or have an episode on that. All right, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.